got a special episode today, uh, Friday edition of uh, Respectfully Disagree. This one was by request. My guy E called me up. This is this is his segment. He wants to get some things off his chest today, so I'm I'm all for it because we definitely got a lot to talk about. What's going on, E? What's going on, brother? You got it, man. The floor is yours. Man, 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 man. I ain't, I ain't been uh, talking much because you know I've been working, blazing, picking cotton. You know how it is. <laughs> I definitely know how that you is. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, got to get that dust though. But yeah, man, I'm not liking what I'm seeing in the sports world right now, particularly the NBA. Oh yeah, Lord it, Jesus, it, it's it's definitely a lot that's done transpired in the last two or three days. Again, because yeah, I'm not letting the Clippers off the hook. And it, know, uh, Kawhi and old Playoff P, man, I, I hate the fact that a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, the chemistry." They had a whip on their team, bro. They had the supporting cast. You got the two superstars. You got the Hall of Fame coach. What more do you want? And you can't get past the second round against a young Denver team. Oh, yeah. I'm not giving no pass today. Nah. Because, you know, if it was uh, LeBron, yeah. Man. Social media be jumping. TV be jumping. Everybody be like, well, LeBron is LeBron. That he couldn't get the job. Nah. No. Not today. And I'm definitely glad I'm glad you saying all of this, because honestly, when it comes from me, it's almost like it goes in one ear and out the other. And it's dismissed as, ah, man, you just saying that because it's LeBron. But, you know, like I know, if the Lakers would have lost in the second round after blowing the three one lead with LeBron James on that court, man, Jesus would have to come back immediately. Uh, yeah. yeah. Immediately. Yeah. yeah. It would have definitely had to lay some sandals up. Like, real talk, bro. And even yeah, when man, I'm sitting man. here, uh, I'm watching Undisputed and First Take and all of that, and it's like Stephen A. Smith kind of went in, but you know if that was LeBron, uh, they they would have talked about that almost 90% of the show. Oh, yeah. But it's like, man, they throw in a little, little small segment. They'll talk about it for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then it's on to the next topic. And I'm like, see, I need that same energy that everybody had when Kawhi won last year. Oh, man, right. he, he's the best player in the league. He's the best two-way player. He's the best this. He's the best that. And I'm saying to myself, if you're going to put him in that spot, then when he doesn't perform, you got to hold him to the same standards as somebody that's in that spot. Yeah, and, yes, sir. And they don't do it. Nah, they don't, man. That's, that's one thing I hate about these analysts, man, because – Last year, yes, I, I when they won the finals when he was at Toronto, I, I made a case, an argument that you know he's uh, climbing up that ladder to be considered one of the, the the best basketball players in the league, possibly the best in the world. But I, I can't, I couldn't really say that because he really he don't he don't take on the task that LeBron does. You know, I haven't seen Kawhi. A lot of people say, oh, well, he carried the Raptors. No, he didn't. Because if you take Siakam's performance away, you take Fred Van Fleet, uh, Gleet performance away, they don't win the championship. If KD don't get hurt, if Clay don't get hurt, a lot of people say, oh, Toronto still would have won. Put your salary up for the year. <laughs> There's no way they win that series if them two players are still there. And Brandon, you know, they had some sort of tur turmoil during the season. 
when uh, Draymond and KD got into it early on that year, you know, KD was talking about he was leaving. I mean, he was, everybody knew he was leaving. You know, he got his two chips and, and, and dipped up out of there. That's what he came out for. But back to Kawhi, I have yet to see him carry a team. Like, like, like he didn't carry the Spurs. He was the fourth option. Yeah. Now, his, now his performance is what got him the, the, the finals MVP. Now, it's just like with the, the second finals MVP he got. Like, he, he arguably, he played the best playoff basketball that year, which was last year, arguably. But I can't say he carried the Toronto Raptors to that championship because the other role players was putting in work, too, because Van Vliet was out there chewing. He was chewing every night. And then Siakam stepped up. Uh, during the finals, you know, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry, you know, you know what's going to get out of him. And, uh, you know, Marcus Gasol, he was a great addition to that team last year. And, uh, he stepped up big in spot. But, yeah, they, they got to hold Kawhi accountable for the, the Clippers move, the 3 1 at that. Yeah. But this, this, this goes back to the conversation me and you had a minute ago. Because honestly, I don't even think they should have made it out of the first round when they played the Mavericks. I, I don't think so either. And I, and I said that on, on the last episode. And real quick, I'm going to go back to what you were saying because I kind of got that written down to touch on it anyway. So now would be a good time. Like, looking at everything in hindsight, you you have to give more credit to the Toronto Raptors, especially after what they've done this season. When Kawhi yeah. left, everybody pretty much kind of wrote them off. Like, ah, oh, we ain't even worried about Toronto. They'll probably finish fourth or fifth. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't even in the conversation in the East. Everybody had Boston, Philly, before all the stuff with Kyrie and all that. Brooklyn was kind of in that mix. Um yeah. We really didn't know what to expect out of Miami, but nobody really put Toronto in that conversation. So for them to still finish the regular season as the number two seed and the way that they played in the playoffs, I'm like, without them having a super, superstar, like Kyle Larry is an all-star, but like you just alluded to, it's like he ain't that superstar. You know what I'm saying? So for them to play the way that they did as a team, even in that playoff run and get to a game seven when they should have got swept, yeah. you you got to look at that now and say, you know what, man, Kawhi had some good-ass pieces around him. He was just that superstar that put them over the top. Because it ain't like he was out there dropping 40 and 50 and carrying, doing this and doing that. And that's what I'm saying. Like To me, and it's all personal opinion, I'm like, LeBron's last year in Cleveland, he legit put them on his back and carried them to the finals. Yes, he did. If you compare that to last year, Toronto and Kawhi as apples and oranges, and that's the part that I'm trying to get people to understand when you're talking about who's the best player. Because I'm saying to myself, Kawhi is cold. He's solid. At the end of the day, he's going to get his buckets. But I think that's where the Clippers effed up because they legit made it Kawhi or bust. Doc Rivers wasn't even running no plays for nobody else. It was just put the ball in Kawhi's hands and hopefully he go get two points. And when I saw them starting to play like that, going back to what you were saying with Dallas, and that's why I wanted to carry it over to this point. Once I saw that against the Dallas series, 
I was like, man, the Clippers are in trouble, bro. Because they legit, like, Kawhi got to do everything on offense. And it caused him not to be able to defend because they kept trying to put him out there on uh, Luka, try to put him out there on Murray. And to me, he don't look like the same player on defense. Yeah, he he was tired. Like, we actually seen the Terminator (laughs) get tired. Because he was tired game seven against Denver, and it showed. It showed big. And, you know, people can't – they better not just say he didn't have no help. No, hell no. He had a great team around him. And you got Doc Rivers as your coach. And that's why I said on – There's no way each series – how that team was built, they should have won 4-1, 4-1, and then they matching up with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Now, the, the thing is, is just like with uh, what Reggie Miller has said, because I read something that he said, he's like, how the hell y'all going to say uh, there's no chemistry? It's a new team. Look at the fucking Lakers team. It's a new team. <laughs> And a new coach. Exactly, bro. That's the, right. the only player, the only player from that team from last year is LeBron, Caldwell Pope, uh, uh, Caruso, and Coos, uh, Ron Rondo, Rondo and Coos. Right. Everybody else is new. And then, and then uh, uh, Javale McGee, he was there last year. So you got six returning players, and then the, the rest of them, I think, you're sixteen. So you you bring ten more extra players in, it's brand new. With a whole new coaching and, staff. And, and then and a whole new coaching staff. So you're trying to tell me that Frank Vogel is a better coach than Doc Rivers? Right. And that, and man, come on, man. You, you can't man, you can't make that excuse. And then, then with Paul George, man. <laughs> That's who I want to talk about. Paul, Paul George fell off so bad. And it started when he left Indiana. That's exactly and where I'm it started. And I'm going to say this about Paul George, man. He's a hell of a talent, man. And he's a, he cannot play with another superstar. This is why I say this. Now, he was getting the, the superstar recognition. I think it was that, that, what, that first year they played Miami. I think it was an Eastern Conference Final. Uh, when, when he, he, cause he, he showed out that, that, that series. Yeah. They lost. So let's fast forward the years. You know what I'm saying? You lose uh, David West. You lose Granger. Uh, Roy Hilbert might have still been hurt, been there, but you might have lost him. Yeah, Roy Hilbert was there. <laughs> you losing crucial pieces around you, so he started to decline a little bit. Paul George ain't one of those players that's gonna carry a team. You go to OKC. Look what you do. You lose to a rookie in the first round. Yeah. The next, the next year, y'all get swept. With, with the same OKC team. And exactly. then you, you even got, you know what I'm saying, Russell, Russell Westbrook, you know what I'm saying, he, you know, shoot first, shoot second, did half. <laughs> he's going to get you, he's going to get you the ball when needed. But it was, it was point to where uh, Paul wasn't showing up at all. Just like with this, uh, the, uh, with the Clippers team. Like now, the whole, I, really the whole season, I'm not even going to say the playoffs. It was certain points in the season where it's like, damn, that Paul George even play. Right. And see, and that's the thing. I'm, in the regular season, I'm going to give him the credit because he had shoulder surgery on both shoulders, I believe. So, right. first of all, I don't know why you would agree to that in the offseason. 
Like right. if, if you was gonna do one, maybe your shooting shoulder, then cool. But you're gonna go do both shoulders, and I think that's where that that arrogance comes in. That because they looked at their roster and they just automatically penciled themselves in the Western Conference Finals from day one. If if you go all the way back to when uh, Kawhi first signed or announced that he was going there, and they did the trade, and everybody was at summer league, the uh, Ron, AD, Kuz. And then Patrick Beverly, Lou Will, all them showed up in Vegas. They was already crowning themselves then. And that's why I've been sitting there cracking up because I'm like, dog, Pat Beverly, man, <laughs> you got to put him in the trunk, dog. Like that, that TLC, I don't want no scrubs. That, that, he got to be the poster for that for that song now because he hanging on the, yeah. on, the, on the passenger side and he act like he the driver. Like, nah. So – I'll give Paul George a little bit of credit because he did have surgery, but we got to talk about this low management stuff because that's what uh, Kawhi Leonard put in a contract. He ain't going to be playing back to backs and he ain't going to be doing this and doing that. And Doc Rivers them kissing his ass because they, again, just assume that we penciled into the Western conference finals. So then after y'all lose, like you just said, no, we didn't have chemistry. We got to play more in the regular season. Coming up with all the excuses in the world instead of just saying, you know what, we wet the bed. Talking about Paul George real quick. If you go back to his last year in Indiana, they played Cleveland. I want to say that was the first round or the second round. Cleveland swept them. I was there. Game four, sitting right behind Indiana's bench. And when I tell you Paul George didn't want none of that smoke and they had a 20-something point lead, that series. And that's when uh, Tyron Lue put uh, Kyrie and Kevin Love on the bench. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. And they yeah, come back. Uh, Shannon Fry and all them, dog, they went off. LeBron wasn't yeah. even scoring for it. He was just finding people. Kyle Corbin and them, like, I was there. And then it comes down to a game-winning shot, and Paul George hit the other side of the backboard then. And you fast forward now, like you said, they gave that man the ball in the corner wide open. Bruh hit the side of the backboard. <laughs> that, to me, is all mental. That shows you that he was shitting bricks. Excuse my language. You supposedly a superstar, an all-star player, and you in a game seven for a trip to the Western Conference Finals, and you in the corner wide open. And I'm talking about not a graze the side of the rim, uh, backboard type stuff. Dog, you completely clunk off the side of the backboard. That's mental. Yeah. Scared of the moment. Yeah. And so I'm like, nah, y'all can go on somewhere with them whack-ass excuses, bro. Like, y'all automatically just knew that you was going to be there, and that shit backfired on you. And then going back to Doc talent? Rivers. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. With the, with the talent that they got, though, like, we even discussed that, man, before the season even started. On paper, they look great. Because I'm looking at it like at a defensive standpoint. We all do. Arguably, three of the top perimeter defenders on the same court, bro. Same team, same court. And you're looking at it like, man, ain't nothing getting past that. That nigga going to beat you up before you even get to the three-point line. Yeah, and then you know what, what Kawhi's going to break on the defense. And it's like with Paul George. But if people pay attention to Paul George, his defense fell off over the course of the year. He ain't that locked down defender no more. Cause yeah. like he, 
it, it seems like he concentrates a little bit more on scoring now than he do defense. Now, with this team, and I'm pretty sure you're going to break it up, but with this team, dude, and I looked at it, man, they wasn't built to compete for a championship this year. They were built to compete with the Lakers. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They automatically penciled themselves in and everybody just assumed that with the Lakers adding Anthony Davis, that it was it was already concluded. Lakers versus yeah. the Clippers. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, does it sell newspapers every day? Yeah, cool. Does it give Skip Bayless and them something to talk about every day? Yeah, cool. But at the end of the day, you still got to play the games. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, like, for, for people to just kind of brush this off. And now it's like, oh, LeBron's got the easiest cakewalk to the championship. I'm like, how the hell y'all going to say that when the team that y'all picked to win it all just lost? So when you going to give the team that beat them the respect that they deserve? Yeah, I'm not hearing that shit, man. I said it, man. You know, I've said it all these years when he was in the East. I'm not saying it this year in the West, man, because he, I ain't going to say he, the Lakers had to go through a gauntlet. And thank God for Houston beating OKC because OKC would have gave the Lakers a matchup issue because of the athletic guards that they got. I'm glad that Houston beat them. Think about Portland. I'm glad that we got them out of the first round. Just, just imagine if we played them in the Western Conference Finals now. They got games <laughs> up under their belt. Yeah. That would have been a that, that would have been the toughest series they they would have been playing. They, they don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, the first series uh, uh, round one was tough for them, even though they did win four uh, one. But I, I said it before the, the series even started. They're gonna lose a game. I didn't think it was gonna be game one. But they was gonna lose the game, and then I, I thought that okay, Portland might might sneak another one in there just because of how little was playing. I, I remember that interview. He said, "Man, I ain't come there, but that scared me, and I ain't even out there." <laughs> well, look real quick though. Like somebody made a post after that, uh, after Rockets won Game One, and then the more and more I thought about it, it was like, ain't it crazy how LeBron? always loses game one. It's almost like he throws the game just so he can see what kind of game plan they got, and then they adjust and go from there. And then the more and more I kept thinking about it, and I was like, if you go back over the years and look, a lot of them series, he did lose the first game, and then they go on and win in five or win in six. But as soon as they lost the first game, the whole world went burning. LeBron is overrated. He's washed. He's this. Because, hell, they were saying that after the Portland series. Hell, even I said it. When Dane went in they back like that, I was like, oh, hell no. So uh, then the Houston. I'm talking about Houston went off on them. And I'm like, man, they ain't got no answer for that. So now it's like I want to see what they do tonight. Because I honestly think this is a team that you don't want to play around with with Denver. It's almost like nah. – if you give them confidence, they're going to rip your damn heart out. Nah, you, you ain't lying about that, man, because Joker, you know, solid player, man. Like, there's nothing bad you can say about Joker. Nothing. Like, he's so fundamentally stacked. Tim Duncan. Yeah. That's who he is. 
This is my first time. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. This is my first time really, really watching him play. Like even when they was in the playoffs last year, I didn't really watch those games. You know what I'm saying? Like I really didn't care for it because I was like, oh man, it ain't no real superstars out here. Portland versus the Nuggets. Like I really didn't care for it. But the more and more I watched them now, I was like, man, he ain't even fast. But it's like nobody has an answer for him. That man shot a three-pointer off one leg and tear-dropped it. He He's so fundamentally foul, man. It's crazy. Then, like, with Barry, dude, like, I'm apologize to UK fans now. <laughs> I, I said this when he was at Kentucky, and I'm going to talk about the Kentucky players that's in the playoffs as we speak, starting with Jamal Murray. I said this when he was on Kentucky. I can't remember what players was on that roster that year he played for. But I did say that he was the weakest wildcat in that uniform. And he got drafted high. And I was like, what the hell is really going on? What do they see that I don't? Because, like, I studied the game. Like, I, like, I watched the game a little bit different than everybody else. Like, we, me and you probably watched the game the same way. And I'm, I'm analyzing this particular player, and I'm like, okay, what the hell do they see in him for him to be a lottery pick? Because I didn't see that in Kentucky. And it goes back to, okay, so what was Caleb Perry doing? He wasn't doing jack shit. Now, I'm, I'm going to give Murray credit because when he was at Kentucky, Calipari had him running like a true point guard. Right, and that wasn't his position. I mean, he playing it in the league, but – He's more, he facilitates, but he's a, 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 a bigger threat scoring than facilitating. Right. But you got to watch out for both. Right. And, like, he, he got off a few games at UK, and you could tell that that he could shoot. Like, he, he made some big shots or whatever, but he wasn't that standout like a John Wall or Derrick Rose like Calipari had. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll even use uh, what's old buddy, Shea, for OKC now. Yeah. I looked at him the same way. It's like in UK, he was just a solid point guard. But then he right. gets to the league, and it's like, damn, like he he's really out here holding his own. And that's the right. part that I don't agree about. Calipari. Hell, you even look at Tyler Hero. I'm like, shit, he's damn near the X Factor for Miami. Man, that white boy balling, man. Like, same thing with him, man. Like, what what was you doing with this? Because I know I, I did watch a couple of Kentucky games. I watched Kentucky play. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a fan of basketball. You know, I, I, majority of the time I watch them just to see if they're going to lose. But. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm a fan of the game, and I was watching a lot of their games, and I'm looking at him, and I remember my cousin was telling me about him talking about he was a shooter. And uh, they was using him all wrong, you know what I'm saying, with the, with coming off script, basically being like how Steph and Reggie Miller is, Ray, Ray Allen. He can shoot, don't get me wrong, but he's that player. He can create his own shot. Man. And he, that offense that Kyle was running wasn't, uh, it wasn't a fit for him with his skill set. I watched that boy's mixtape, dude. Dude's a monster. Straight monster. Straight monster, dude, man. Monster. And then what he doing here in Miami? 
It's like, dude, where was this at at UK? That's why I said Calipari dies like, and that's why he and like, I don't even want to take it here, but I'm gonna take it here. I honestly feel like that's why he's out here with the with the Black Lives Matter T-shirts and he's doing all these commercials and this and that. It's because it's like you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Like he's legit made his career off the backs of superstar kids, and I ain't even gonna narrow it down and just say African American kids because obviously it's been some studs that's done come through there that were non-black so at the end of the day i'm saying like all calipari does is round up the best kids and just send them out there that's like me going down here to shawnee park and i'm looking around and i see all the dudes who's killing you know what here i need four of y'all and then go roll the balls out and tell them to go win because he played Devin Booker the same exact way. First of all, you had Booker coming off the bench. We done said this two or three times on this podcast alone. But even when Booker was in the game, you had him coming off of baseline screens and doing this and doing like, bro, put the ball in that man's hands and get the hell out the way. Right. But nah, Calipari is definitely a fraud. Dude. Yeah, man. I, I got to give credit. With, I, I hate the dude. You know what I'm saying? But I got to give credit. What credit do, man, because I'm a fan of the game first, man. And when I see it, man, I'm going I'm to I'm shout it out. I'm going to call it out, man. And the Kentucky players is balling, man. And it's a lot. You got Rondo, uh, AD, Hero, Bam, with Bam, though. Oh, my God, dude. Man, I, I said this when I first saw Bam. I was like, dude, it's built and played like the right. Go to my Facebook and go into the history and search for Bam's name that entire season. I'm like, dude, they got Bam just being a cleanup guy. When they should be playing through him. They just treating treating him, come in, high pick and roll, throw a lob up to him. Or he just go in and, and catch uh, Malik Monks and them misses and get put back dunks. I'm like, dog, yep. this kid can hoop. They need to play inside out. I said that the yeah. whole year. That dude's a monster. But he was trying to run his offense through Fox and Long. I'm watching him, man. The way he crashes the boards, we ain't seen no rebounders like that in a long time, dog. No, like, no, no. And that's why I hate the day and age that we living in now because we're going to talk about Greek Freak here in a minute, too. I ain't going to let you get off here without talking about Greek Freak. But it's like, oh, man, he averaged 30 and 15 rebounds. I'm like, bro, if you look at his rebounds, everybody done cleared that end of the floor and start going the other way. And then he just grabbed the ball off the rim and take off. Bam is going in there amongst the the trees and coming out with the ball in his hands every single time. And I was like, dude, you don't you don't hardly see that no more where people put passion into rebounding. And he's taking folks off the dribble, dunking on them. And I'm watching him knock down these 15-footers, 12 and 15-footers with ease. He go to the free throw line and actually make his free throws. Whew. That dude finna be a problem. He, yeah, he, he's definitely going to be scary, man, with the years to come. If they keep that Miami team intact, granted, we don't know what Jimmy Butler's going to end up doing, but he, he's going to be the next player that they're going to build that team around. They're going to build that team around him and Hero. I like the guard uh, – uh, 25. I can't think of his name. Uh, I do know his number 25, Lefty. He's nice. 
the other white boy, uh, he was in the three-point contest. He's nice. Uh, you know, Dragic, he can hoop. Whatnot. They got a solid team uh, that Miami Heat got, man. But that Bam, though, man, I, I said this. i never forget this, man. When they played Louisville and he dunked on, uh, was it Matthew? I think it might have been Matthew. I was one of them weak-ass centers that we had. <laughs> but it, I, it was a rebound and a grown man, Shaquille O'Neal, Orlando Magic dunk. And I was looking at this like, oh, my God. Like, man, you don't see that in college. Like, that was an NBA dunk. Yeah. Bam's going to be something special the years to come, man. Definitely. He, he's definitely going to be something special, man. Like, his, his game... Is, is evolved. See, that's what I like about certain players, man, when they game evolve every year. It ain't at a standstill. He's one of those players, man, that he's, he's going up. And just like with Murray, he's going up. Tyler Hero, he's going up. I was talking to my cousin earlier today, about Donovan Mitchell, going up. Yeah. He's not sitting at a standstill. I think, I think this playoff run, them games that Donovan Mitchell had, Definitely puts him in a whole nother category next year as far as that mind frame. Oh, yeah. Like, you done drop multiple 50 bombs, then it ain't no reason why I can't go get 30 every night. Yep. So, the thing about that is with him, uh, you don't have the talent around you. So, it's kind of expected. Yeah. You know, he, he literally tried to carry, well, I ain't going to say literally, he did carry Utah that series. Yeah. And, and you take him off that team, they're not a playoff team. And that's where – go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Ingles is, is, is a decent player. Rudy Gobert, he's not an offensive threat. Not at all. Mike Conley, you know, the man that, that, that robbed uh, Memphis for $154 million, I mean, they don't have the talent. And that's who I was going to talk about. I was going to bring up Mike Conley because I'm saying that that was their whole reason for bringing you in. You were supposed to be that mm-hmm. vet. For those moments. And to me, I don't, I don't think he, he stepped up to the table. Because that's like, all right, you know Mitchell is your young, up-and-coming all-star. But now, when the game is on the line, then you're supposed to be that cool, calm, and collected vet that can that can stir the ship. Yeah. But to me, Conley kind of veered away from that moment at times. And then when he took that last shot, Granted, it, it rimmed in, but I'm saying, like, it shouldn't even came to that because y'all was in control of that game. Right. But I think where Utah messed up at was, even if you go back to that first game where uh, Murray got off, they had Ingles out there on Murray. He's too slow. I watched that man hit three step backs in a row, <laughs> and the coach never did switch it. And I'm like, see, and that's the problem that I got with the NBA, and I said that on the last episode. It's like, it ain't X's and O's no more, man. It's like you just send 10 guys out there and you run a few little pick and rolls trying to get a switch and then you attack that matchup. I'm like, what happened to basketball being cerebral? Like you couldn't beat this team because of the, the coach's philosophy. Like you had to figure out the triangle offense the best you could to have anything to do with the Bulls or the Lakers and stuff like that. Like, you had to figure that out first and then worry about right. Jordan's athleticism and Kobe's superstar ability 
And then the icing on the cake was the coaching, where now it's like, man, long as you shut down Greek Freak and his abilities, my the Milwaukee Bucks is beat because yep. it ain't no coaching. But, again, I ain't going to go there yet. Sticking with this Miami-Boston real quick, who you got? Who's coming out? I got Miami. I got Miami. I got them. I, I think they might sweep them. I got them 4-1. Uh, Boston just ain't ready yet, man. I, I think that they missing something on that team. Can't say the coach because Stevens is a, is a hell of a coach. You got the young talent in Kimba and Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. I think they missing uh, – they missing a decent big man. You know what I'm saying? If, if Horford would have, if Horford would have stayed, I think the series will probably be tied one one. Possibly, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. And after I don't know if you saw the headlines from last night where Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart had to be separated after the game, like they was in there ready to throw hands. So I think that either that's going to bring the Celtics back in and play together. Or like you said, that might just be the, the icing on the cake. Yeah. And they're going to get swept up out of there. But yeah, man. In, in my opinion, and I agree with you, I think Brad Stevens is a hell of a coach. I honestly feel like he doesn't have that backbone to get them in check when shit goes haywire. Right. For as much stuff that Marcus Smart gets into, I love his toughness. I love how he's not afraid of nobody out there on the court. But sometimes when he gets roused up like that, you need a coach that's going to reel his ass back in. Uh-huh. He's a, uh, he's a conference version of Pat Beverly. Now, <laughs> I've seen somebody say they the same player. Because <laughs> Marcus Smart offensively is better than Patrick Beverly. Ten times better. Ten times better. Yeah, as far as like the toughness, you know what I'm saying? Uh, defense. I, I, I'll take Marcus Smart with me to go get in the fight because I know I know he's gonna swing. That's what type of player he is. That, that's what I like about him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, what you said, Brad Stevens. Yeah, he he he. Uh, no backbone. He, you know, it's like they probably telling them, "Man, shut the hell up." And he and he, you know, what I'm saying, walking to his office with his tail tucked. Right. Down shit. Right. Because I'm and, and like you said a few minutes ago, like. Some people look at the game totally different. So when I'm watching these games, I'm looking at the body language. I'm looking at the coach's body language. I'm looking at the energy that he puts in when he calls timeout or when other teams go on runs and stuff like that. And I'm saying that that matters. And for Boston to have as much talent as they do, sometimes I look at them and I feel like they got too much talent. Because it's like, right. damn, they're trying to make Tatum the go-to guy. But then you got moments where Jalen Brown steps up and he's that guy. Like last night, he had hit two threes to keep him within three. And I just knew he was going to knock that one down in the corner. It's just he missed it. But I'm saying it's like you pick your poison with Boston. And that's what I thought was going to make them dangerous. But it's like they really don't know when this person's time to go off versus that person's time to go off. And then you throw Kimba in that mix. Kimba's not a selfish point guard. So you don't you don't right. look at him the same way you would look at a Kyrie. Because if that was Kyrie last night, Kyrie would have took every shot in the fourth quarter and they would have lost by 15. Right. So it's like they have the talent, 
You got a point guard that's not selfish, but then your wing young stars don't know how, how to play off of each other to where everybody eats and it don't hurt the team. So you need a coach that's going to control all of that. And for them to explode in the locker room the way they done, that shows you that they can't control Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going real quick, not to get all the way off topic, but it's like you look at Mike D'Antoni when they call timeouts. He can't do nothing with that team. He can't say nothing to Westbrook or Harden. And that's why his ass stepped down. No matter what he does, he has no control over that team. You look at Doc Rivers with the Clippers. That's why on my last episode, I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of losing respect for Doc Rivers because I looked at him as a Hall of Fame, defensively-minded coach. But now the more and more I look at it, for them to blow double-digit leads like that, and he's sitting on the bench with his arms crossed, and when he call a timeout, instead of him getting in their ass, excuse my language again, he's trying to motivate them. We just got to get one stop, guys. One stop. I'm like, nah, bro. Like as as raspy as your voice is, and the dogs that you done coach, KG and all of them, bro. Paul George would have had his ass sitting on the bench until he look, bro. You got to get out of this shooting slump or sit your ass down. Sometimes you got to talk to people a certain kind of way to get that reaction out of them. But instead, I felt like Doc Rivers was was scared of him, and he left them all in the game. I'm like, no, nah, if he would have pulled Kawhi and Paul George in that third quarter and sat them for about three or four minutes, it might have put a spark in them. Yeah. And they would have came you out in the fourth seen, hot. You never seen Pop or Phil do that. Pop would definitely sit your ass down. He eats shit. <laughs> exactly. Let you, not, let you not perform, you know what I'm saying, at, at a critical game like that. The, the best of your ability – how you sitting there? Man, go sit your ass. Man, he, dog, he took Tim Duncan out in the in the finals, bro. <laughs> and that might have cost them. That might be the reason why Miami won. You took yeah. Tim Duncan out. That's why I'm saying it's like you got to have a coach that ain't afraid of your superstars. And that's why I feel like LeBron ain't never had that. Hell, LeBron might have more rings if he had a coach that was going to put his ass in his place. Yeah. But anyways, you, you got Miami, possibly a sweep. Man, I, I'm – I had Boston coming out of the East, so I'm gonna give them a little bit more respect. But they're gonna have to do something tomorrow. Tomorrow is a must win. Absolutely. Here, here's the thing though, before the playoffs even started, I said my brother man that, that, that worked with me, uh, he's a big Boston fan. And uh he didn't have no faith in himself. And I told him, I said, Man, it's gonna be the Lakers in the South. And the and the uh in the South. And uh Miami, uh Basically ruined everything because I had Milwaukee and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, but yeah, I, I, the way Miami's playing because they only gave up for one game, and that was against Milwaukee. And they really shouldn't they, have lost they, that one. Right now, look like the old one Lakers. Yeah, they only lost that one game in the playoffs. Yeah, that's why I said that. Man, Jimmy, and, and here's the thing, man, Jimmy Butler, man, it gotta be because. It, how you, man, cause it looks like he just got out there and serve it 10 hard. <laughs> <laughs> man, come, dude. Man, I, I would hate to have to check Jimmy Butler, bro. <laughs> like, nigga, dude. Man, I, I, I love Jimmy Butler, man. I love his game, man. Plus, I,
this ain't the same Jimmy Butler we seen when he was in Chicago. Yeah, you got to put... Rose is there. When Derrick Rose is there, my bad. When Derrick Rose is there, this is not the same Jimmy Butler. Now, I had this argument with a couple people. Everybody was like, oh, I'm in Chicago. He had a better team than Miami when the problem was there. Like, man, put the Reggie down, bro. Let's have a, let's have a real conversation. You, you're not going <laughs> to tell me that Chicago was going to beat Miami, dude. Derrick Rose is not going to beat Miami by itself. Now, granted, Joe King knows there. You had Jimmy Butler that was still trying to find himself. This is before the the, the Bart Simpson box. Uh, <laughs> and he's not the same player. Now, if you got this Jimmy Butler with that Bull team, they threaten. They they are a legitimate threat to my head. I agree. I definitely agree. And but look, that, that that man like he ain't man. He he out there like. Fuck it. You know, I'm no cut, no nothing, man. You know, the box is out of, is out of But look, and that's the yeah. thing, dog. It's like now that they in the second round or whatever, this past the second round, but th- that's when they said that they could have family members and stuff show up. And bro was like, I don't want nobody here. He's like, I'm here for one thing and one thing only. That's a distraction. And when he said that, I'm like, that man's on a mission. But if you go back, go back to Chicago, and they was talking about how he was an a-hole in practice, and a lot of the team couldn't get along with him. And he was basically saying that, man, they soft. Like, they just soft. So then he goes to Minnesota. He's up there with Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns and all of them. And he come out said the same thing. They soft. And myself included, start calling him a cancer. I'm like, man, Jimmy Butler's a cancer. Like, everywhere he go, he mess up the locker room and this and that. I'm talking bad about the man. But now in Miami, he got them dogs with him. Yep. And they hooping. You got Crowder. Bam ain't scared of the moment. You got the thugged out Tyler Hero. Like, he, he got what he's been looking for all this time. He got some people that he knows that they're going to go to war with him every time that ball go up in the air. So now you're getting the best Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Because he's out there falling, man. He got Miami looking so scary right now, dude. I, for, I, a sweep, maybe I got him 4 1. I, I, I just don't think Boston is there mentally to beat Miami. And, and it, to me, that's where the X and O's is going to come in at because I don't know if you watched the game last night. Boston come out on fire. They was eating. But then Spolstra went to a zone, and that's what messed them up. So I'm going to give Brad Stevens more credit because I'm saying I feel like Brad Stevens will come come out with something different to be ready for that tomorrow night. Yeah, he's going to have to because if they lose tomorrow, it's over. It's a wrap because, first of all, Marcus Smart and him going to (laughs) quit. Man, it's, it's over, dude. Like, man, you might as well, man, man make, uh, make reservations to Cancun with the rest of them. <laughs> you know it, it, it's over, man. 
And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna save my reservations on Kimba until after all this is over. But I, I got some conversation that I want to have about Kimba too. But I'm gonna wait till it's all said and done. So real quick, real quick, we've been on here for a minute, so I ain't gonna make it too long. Greek Freak, back to back MVP. He was named MVP today. I must admit, I'm salty about that one. I'm mad about that one. Like, he got every right to be. Like, even after all of this has happened and the playoffs done turned out the way that they did, I still felt like the league, that's where Adam Silver got to come in and be like, you know what? Nah, we ain't even finna co sign this. Like, mm-hmm. nah. As for the sake of the league, LeBron's the MVP. And it's, yeah. you can't even argue it. Can't nobody put up an argument for that. Here's my thing about this MVP, because there's been a lot of questionable MVP they've been naming over the years. I think the only one that actually deserved it, like the past like two that I could name, is LeBron himself. And, uh, and, 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 and uh, uh, Westbrook, when he had the triple-double that one year, he deserved it because of how he was playing. This is, we need... Uh, uh, um, a definition of what the MVP is and means. MVPs don't lose in the second round. Now, granted, when, when Westbrook won it, as, the, the first year KD left, that, that, that's the year one after KD, he had nobody on his team, and they went to the playoffs. And they, and they actually played better when it was just him than when they had Paul George and, and, and Melo. More facts. I'm not. I, I'm honestly. I, I got the alert, bro. That's why I called you. You was the first person I called. Like I got that alert. I hit your number so quick. I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> I, I didn't know. The defensive player of the year is one thing, because that's another thing that I want to talk about on how he, how and why he got that. But this MVP, we need a, a, a definition of what the, the the MVP is in me because. Is it going off of that, or is it going off of how your team perform and how you make your team better? Because you think about this, outside of Westbrook, when was the last MVP that won that award and they lost in the second round? I remember, I remember when Steve Nash won them, they they lost in the Western Conference final, uh, Western Conference final. Yeah, I've never seen a, I've never seen an MVP lose in the in the first either the first or the second round, bro. Never seen it till till now. So it's like, what are you basing this off of? Thirty fifteen. Okay, cool. That 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 stat line. That's a cold stat line. Don't get me wrong. But I can't say it's better than twenty seven seven and seven. <laughs> and, and that team is currently in the Western Conference Finals. Right. And this is where my respectfully disagree come in at. It took us 50 minutes to get here. But I'm going to go back to Westbrook. And if I can find it later on, I'm going to repost it. I'm going to share it. Because I said when Westbrook won, I feel like the whole criteria for the MVP changed from that season moving forward. From that season moving forward is when the criteria changed. Because if you stats, he averaged a triple double. This is the first time since Oscar Robinson. And 
that season, I was like, nah, bro, you can't do that. The MVP has always been one of the the top teams in the NBA, whether it was the East or the West. They had a, a top record in the league. And that's why I was like, when you named Nash and how he won MVP over Shaq, and Kobe and all of that. I'm like, yeah, Kobe was balling out of his mind that year, man. Kobe averaged like 35. But the record, Phoenix had a better record, and they were the better team, and Nash was the reason for why they had the record that they had. So in my opinion, the MVP has always been who was that star player that just stood out Amongst the trees, you had this one tree that stood out amongst them all, was taller than all the trees in the forest. And that's who your MVP was. And I'm like, even if you look at that year, the Atlanta Hawks won like 62, 63 games. Wasn't nobody on that team an MVP. So you couldn't just give it to somebody because they had a winning record. So that's not what I'm saying. You don't give it to the team who has the best record, but it's like undeniably, this player is the reason why this team won 60, 70 games. Like you said, Curry, the year they won 73 games, you cannot even put up an argument saying that anybody should have won MVP that year but Curry. Now, I'm not going to agree with the unanimous part. I definitely don't agree with that. Yeah, I'm not agreeing with that. And as far as like him winning it, yeah. Now, this, now going back to the 66 and uh, I think 66 to 16 win, Atlanta Hawks team. LeBron won the MVP that year, and they was two. They was number two in the East, and they swapped Atlanta. I don't think Brian won MVP that year. Now they won it. He won MVP that year. I thought the year that the Hawks won all them games, he was in Cleveland. No, nah, no, nah, he was. Uh, he was. Uh, bro, he was, bro, he, he was in Cleveland, nah. Yeah, that might have been his first year. Back. I think it was because that was that was the series where I'm talking about they went crazy from threes. Like they hit like 26, 27 threes, J.I. Smith and all them. Brian was in Cleveland, bro. I don't remember who won MVP that year, but uh, the Atlanta Hawks coach won coach of the year and everything. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they didn't have a player that you just hands down like this is the best player in the league. So, okay, yeah, he was Nick at Cleveland. Yeah, because I remember that because they set a record. Uh, who won the MVP that year? What year was that? 2014-15. Ne- okay, okay. That's what I'm saying. Bron, Bron ain't been in that conversation. He ain't been at that table in a long time. He was still in Miami last time. He won one. And that's why I'm saying it's like voter fatigue. Like like you said, like we got to come up with the criteria for that because – My bad podcast and, and, and world, Steph won it. That was the first year he won it. Okay. All right. KD won it. Yeah, because that's the year. Okay, you're right. KD won it. Steph won it. That was the first year that they beat uh, Cleveland because Kyrie them got hurt. Yeah. And then the year after that, he won it again. And then that's when Russ won. And then Harden won it. Then Harden won. And then Greek Freak been back to back. Yeah, I will agree with you on the whole stat line thing because that's what they basing it off of is stats. That's because what I'm saying. I, I'm not even being biased, man, like real talk. Steve Nash, arguably 
ten point guard ever to play basketball in the in the, in the, uh, in the NBA. Now, I don't think eighteen and ten is better than thirty five plus. I think he averaged a little bit under six rebounds, and he had close to five assists that year. And I'm talking about Kobe Bryant. I even throw another year out there. When Dirk won it, Kobe got robbed again. Yep. Kobe got robbed out of two MVP. Yep. And that's why I'm saying to you, I'm like, you can't change your grading scale to fit your narrative when you've had players who put up spectacular numbers who didn't win the award in the past. And that's why I felt like the year Westbrook won, I was like, man, they done changed this shit forever. Like, from here on out, it don't matter who's got a winning record. They're going to give it to the person who got the most stats. And that's exactly what they done this year. That's why I'm not trying to hear that, oh, it's a regular season award and it's based on the regular season. And I'm saying before the corona shit hit, LeBron had just smacked Giannis and the Lakers was the hottest team in the league. With like 14 or 15 games left. So I don't care about the 29 and 15 and all of that because I'm telling you, like, in my opinion, his 15 rebounds, that's fool's gold, bro. Like, he ain't going in there clearing the glass and snatching boards like that. Half the Milwaukee Bucks, soon as the shot go up, they take off running. Right. And then let's get on this defensive player of the year real quick before we jump off of here because I'm saying that you now have to put him in the conversation with Jordan and Kareem, uh, not Kareem, Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. I'm like, hell no. When When I seen that pop up on my screen on the TV, the first thing I said was how. That's another thing with that because I know defensive rebounds play a part in that, but I look at the defensive player of the year award with steals and 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 how you guard shot blocking. shot blocking, all of that. I ain't never seen Giannis shut nobody down ever. I'm like, I don't even look at him as a shot blocker, dude. Now, if I'm six eleven and and run like a gazelle, I'm gonna have about three or four chase down blocks. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Like, Kawhi, okay, the year Draymond won it, he definitely deserved it, even though, you know, he ain't shit on offense. But <laughs> look at what he was doing. Uh, look what he was doing on the defense end, man. He was basically, he, he's he's the, uh, he's basically the coach out there on the floor. Right. You know, calling out the screen, he's switching. You know, he, he's playing great perimeter D. He's taking charges. You don't see Giannis doing that. None of that. And that's what I'm saying. They're like, bro, it's like, man, now they just trying to sell narratives, man. They just knew that Milwaukee was going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and get to the finals. Now your headline is you got the defensive player of the year, you got the MVP, and he's going up against either Kawhi or LeBron. That's to sell tickets and get viewers to watch the finals. And that's what all this shit is based on. Because if you go back and look at all the first takes and undisputed throughout the whole season, every day they get on there, 
Giannis is unstoppable. He's the best thing we've ever seen. And he's this, he's that. And I'm like, what are y'all looking at? This is just a guy who runs rim to rim. And he's so long to where his strides can't nobody else keep up with that. And he just go dunk the ball. That's yeah. it. See, this is where I'm about to get raw and uncut. Giannis ain't shit. I'm going to go after it. I'm going to say it. He ain't shit. He's one-dimensional. He don't have a jump shot. His spin move is crap. He can't play his back to the rim. He ain't shit. Like, let's let's just be 100 about it, man. Them facts. Yeah. Can he lead a team to to championships or or a championship? Hell no. (laughs) Those are facts. He's He's not that type of player, man. Give you a long sound that one. He, he okay. He's the he's the guy. He gave he gives LeBron fit the team. And that goes back to what we was talking about earlier: coaching philosophy. Yeah. Golden State came with with a with a with a scheme that the league had no idea was even coming. And it's like, how do you stop it? LeBron them was not prepared for that. LeBron is so accustomed to. Give me the ball in the fourth quarter. I'm going to carry us. I'm going to do this and do that. He plays slower, but then you got a team that loves to share the ball and get that mug up quick. Three-pointers raining all day. They blitz. Think about this, though, bro. Who do Golden State remind you of, though? And we we talking about a team 10 years back. I'm, I'm not sure. Just think, just, think, just think about it. They, didn't, they only had one true style on their team. I don't know. They beat Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Beat Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. Orlando. Kind of. How you, how, how you, it's like with Orlando. How you think they made it to the flat? You got the big the big man in the middle that is a hell of a threat. Because nobody checked the White House when he was in Orlando. I don't care what nobody says. Then you got the shooters. Yeah. Golden State purely is, is, is winning purely off of shooting. They play defense. I, I'm not going to take that away from them. You got to outscore or go to state or hope Clay and uh, Steph is having a bad shooting night, which is which is rare. Because if one ain't shooting good, the other one's going to be on fire. Yeah, but I, I wasn't I wasn't thinking Orlando. I was thinking Phoenix Suns 2.0. As fast as as fast as they played. What Nash and Amari was doing was your your big and your little combo. But Golden State had two of the best shooters. So they was running just as fast. But instead of Amari getting alley-oop dunks and high pick and rolls and this and that, even though Phoenix got up a lot of three-pointers too. That was back when Quentin yeah. uh, Richardson and all of them was there. Yeah, but Jason, uh, Jason Richardson was there. Uh, I think Shannon Fry was on that team. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They was getting up quick shots, 
But what I'm saying is Golden State was cashing in on three balls. Yeah. And then you bring in your second unit with Barbosa and all of them, and there was no drop-off. Yeah. So you had a and, uh, starting five, and, one A, one B. Yeah, basically, yeah. And they played yeah, yeah. fast-paced, up-tempo, and that's what I'm saying. That's why that year in the finals with LeBron, when Kyrie then went down, he was trying everything in his power to slow the game down. That's when he started running the point. I, <coughs> I, I, I'm never going to change my, my answer to that, man. The, I real deal think LeBron should have had two championships when he went back to Cleveland. Because I'm not even going to speak on Kevin Love. When Kyrie went down, and, and don't get me wrong, Cleveland was in every game. Right. But when he went down, it was over. Like, the series was up. It was over. Because now you take away, I don't know what Kyrie was average. I'm going to say, what, about 24, 25 points? Something you like that. make up for that. And they had nobody on that team to make up for that. Delva Dover had a couple good games. And, and he, you know, gave Steph fit through the series. But you can't make up 25 points, man. At on all. Consistent, um, uh, consistent basis. At all. So it was like when he came back, and you seen what happened. Granted, you know, they was down 3-1, they came back and won. But it was it was a game changer when Kyrie went down. I real deal think that LeBron should have had. They should have won back-to-back. I think so, too. I honestly think so, too. And it's just where I honestly feel like they just ran out of gas because, man, Braun was, yeah. was playing 45 minutes. Uh, and that first game went into overtime when Kyrie got hurt. So mm-hmm. it's like Della Vadova did everything that he could potentially do. He he maxed out all his potential. You ain't seen Della Vadova since. And that's a whole nother conversation in itself. That's why I, I hate when people are like, Man, LeBron was loaded. LeBron had this. And I'm like, if you look at them guys, when they leave from LeBron, nine times out of ten, you never see them again, dog. Like, you you can't argue that because the proof is in the pudding. But like I said, that's a whole nother conversation. Shout out to Della Vadova because that was my and dog. Real, and real, real quick, because it was something I meant to say earlier because we was talking about Kawhi and LeBron and talking about the best player in the world. Okay. We had this conversation plenty of time. And I I gained respect for LeBron's game over the course of the years. Now, I'm I'm always say I wish he had that killer in him, like Mike and Kobe, but that's just just not his game. But we was having this conversation about him and Kawhi, and I'm just like, man, look, this this is, what you get out of a talent of LeBron James, right? He's at a franchise, they're they're title title contender wherever he goes. Yeah. He leaves, that team is a lottery pick for the next three or four years. Facts. Let's go to Kawhi now. He left San Antonio. They went to the playoffs next year. Facts. Yeah, they went to the playoffs the year he was holding out. Remember, he missed like 60-something games. Yeah. Yeah. He, he leaves Toronto, number two seed in the East, a threat to make it back to the NBA Finals. Not the same player. At all. 
at all. But like I said, I done learned to just keep my mouth shut because it comes off as having a biased opinion. So it is what it is. So real quick, man. man. I, I agree with, with, with facts, man. When I see the facts, I, I'm, I'm going to back whatever I see uh, and I'm going to shit on some, 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 uh, some comments or responses. It just don't make sense. You're right. You're right. Real quick, now, great conversation, man, because I definitely want to get some of that off of my chest because I don't want to hear nothing else about no Kawhi. I definitely don't want to hear nothing about no Greek freak because that's that's by far the the weakest back-to-back MVP I've ever seen. Yeah. Heat and Celtics, Lakers. I'm going to say it goes six. I'm going to give Denver that much respect. I hope it don't go six. But I'm gonna give them enough respect to say that they they might give the Lakers some trouble. I I originally said six. I said five because somebody pissed me off on Facebook. <laughs> 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 but I'm gonna say six games because you gotta respect what Denver's doing, and they match up with uh, with the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Because Joker can 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 check AD and. I'm pretty sure Joker's going to give AD fit uh, on both ends of the ball. Uh, I really do think the X factor of this series is going to be Caruso. You got Caruso. You look, you're going to think I'm wrong, but we're going to find out. The X factor is going to be Dwight Howard. And okay. The reason why I say that is when Joker goes out of the game, they don't really have another big for real. So this is where you got to maximize rotating A.D., McGee, and Dwight Howard, and you punish them down low. The reason why they couldn't do that against Houston is because they had so many shooters. Their whole offense is built around shooting threes, where with Denver, when Murray or Joker goes out of the game, I feel like they kind of get lost on offense. You don't know if Porter's going to take the shot or Grant and stuff like that. So then it becomes questionable about who you run your offense through with that second unit. So if you got Rondo, Kuzma, Dwight Howard and them out there on that floor, I honestly think that's going to be the difference in this series. But we'll see. You see that ball down road to Howard. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, you got to watch out for old playoff Rondo because, you know, Rondo been balling since he got them blades in the Man, you, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Rondo been balling, man. You're man, right. He's been out there chewing. That's what I'm I, saying. I, 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 like, I like them pick on the X-Factor, Dwight. You know, it ain't, it ain't no right or wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, I, if I'm the Lakers, I'm having Caruso on Mary. I'm, I'm switching all my guards on. I'm having Caruso. I'm gonna have uh, Rondo. Uh, Rondo check him. I'm gonna have Caldwell Pope check him. I'm rotating them three on him. On him. Exactly. And then rotate the three bigs on Joker. And now it's yeah. like, who the hell gonna check LeBron? Exactly. Because Grant ain't gonna be able to do it. Definitely Paul Mills has to ain't gonna be able to, uh, to check him. And then Porter definitely can't check him. So, you know, LeBron going to do his thing. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't want to really say that Joker and AD is going to cancel each other out. I can't wait to see the matchup. 
because you know both of them is going both of them go uh ball you know what I'm saying on each other in my opinion yeah but I just don't want to say I, you got to count for those two out I mean you can but it's like you know with talent that both of them have it's like uh, uh you know whatever LeBron don't have nobody that's going to guard him or match him but you know, like with Murray, you know, you rotate those guards on him, man. You don't just keep one person on him the whole game. Rotate, right. rotate, rotate. Right. Definitely. But I can't wait to see that, man. Bron and AD going to pick and roll Joker ass to death. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see it. But good conversation, man. Good conversation. I love it. I, it's here now, though. It's, honestly, man, it's the Lakers to lose. It's, this is their chip. To lose, granted, Miami is playing crazy right now, but still, this is this is it. This is what I, I think. This is by far the best opportunity for LeBron to win a championship now, and we don't know what AD is going to do for the foreseeable future. But right now is the perfect time to get that fourth ring because, like I said. Clay Nelm and Steph's going to be back next year. We don't know where Giannis is going. I really don't think he's coming back to Milwaukee. Now, I can see him coming back because I keep seeing this. They're going to try to trade for Chris Paul. I can see him coming back then. But if they don't get another, they need a facilitator. That's what they need. But if they don't get a legit facilitator, I cannot see him going back to Milwaukee. And I, I will say this, I get it. You know, you, you you play the game to win championships, make money. I will lose all types of respect for him if he went to fucking uh, Golden State. And I got to hear this bullshit with my wife because she's a Golden <laughs> State fan. So I, I will lose all types. Because I, I, I don't like that ring chasing shit, man. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a free agent. You can go wherever the hell you want to go at. He's really not in a bad situation. They just only missing possibly either a double score or a facilitating point guard. That's the only thing they missing. Now, when LeBron and KD did it, I understood why they left. Nobody's coming to Cleveland. <laughs> Like let's let's just be one. If you you get traded there, there ain't nothing you can do about that. But as a free agent, and we talking about all the sports, ain't nobody playing for the Cavs, ain't nobody playing for the Browns, ain't nobody playing for the Indians. <laughs> Cleveland's just a bad sports city. I don't blame him when he left go to Miami. I get it. Whatever they can say, whatever. I, I, I've always said. I said it to you plenty of times. I just didn't like the whole that show shit. Just say where you going at, bro. Right. That's it. KD, I, I said it over the years. I said him and Russ ain't going to work. I completely understood why he left. Him going to go to state, everybody can say, oh, I was a bitch move. They were 73 and 9. I get all that. That man's a free agent. He can go wherever he want to go at. Yeah. And here's here's my last. I respectfully disagree for the podcast. I didn't I didn't hit y'all with the double whammy today. I want him to go to Golden State. I know it sounds stupid. It sounds crazy. I want him to go, 
because at the end of the day, they would have to give up Draymond. They would have to give up something along with that number two pick to even oh, yeah. to even let Milwaukee consider it. I'm wondering if that's why they went and got Wiggins. So do you package Wiggins and Draymond and send him with that pick to that with that pick to Milwaukee? Because if they send Wiggins and that pick straight up for Giannis, then I'm saying I'm just just rigged. It's set up. Yeah. But I'm saying that Giannis skill set, unless he gonna get in the lab and come up with something different, how does he fit in that system with two shooters? And he's the one controlling the ball. And the only way he can score is to get downhill and go dunk. Right. Draymond Draymond pushed the pace, but every now and then he could step out there and knock that shot down. But he's a better ball handler to where he can get downhill and kick out left or right. Giannis court vision is not like that. Yeah, because I'm not saying Draymond, he can pass the ball way better than Giannis. And not only that, bro, it's like their half-court offense consists of them constantly cutting and moving without the basketball and backdoor screens and this and that. You ain't never seen Giannis play that kind of basketball. Right. Anytime a double come at him, he starts bobbling and tripping over his feet and shit. So it's like, let him go to Golden State. Because at, at the end of the day, the narrative is, oh, my God, who's going to beat him? Who's going to do this and do that? But then when the playoffs come and you slow that game down, then what? Yeah. So we'll see. If he do that, he, if he do that, LA, the Clippers, they they gonna take a back seat to the Lakers and, and the Warriors. Because I real still think that Steph and Clay is gonna come back with a vengeance next next season. I can't wait. I can't wait. Good conversation, I really man. Hope AD sign back with the Lakers ten years. Uh, you know, whatever type of money I need, he need to save with the Lakers, man, because you know he he can be the the, uh, the the focal point of the franchise when LeBron leaves. Definitely, like LeBron only got what this is year two. He got two more years. Well, he got uh a, another year, and uh, what was it, a player option? Yep. Yeah, so we don't know if he's gonna come back year four. We'll see, man. Good shit, man. Good stuff. Oh, next time we do the podcast, Uh-oh. I'm not going to let you off the hook. Uh-oh. Say whatever you want to say about my 49ers. Y'all off to the football mm, team. Man. Oh, God. You went NFL. I thought we was going to get off here without even talking about that. Nah, man. I'm not going to let you off the hook, man. <laughs> Whenever you find back up, you, you call my phone. We definitely got to dive into the NFL season. You know what I'm saying? I, I was talking to my boy. I'm going to make this this quick. Uh, Dallas Cowboys fan, and uh, we were talking about the, the past and occurrence that these Dallas Cowboys fans missed because dude clearly pushed Ramsey. But the thing about it is, is that dude didn't even have to push Ramsey because he had him beat. He had him and, beat. Uh, the ball was thrown so perfect, and I'm, I don't like Dallas, but I'm a fan of the game. And I'm looking at, I left the house where I was at when it happened. And uh, I'm like, dude, didn't have to push off that. And then, you know, of course, this uh, 49ers ball, you think y'all deserve, he said, uh, he said, he, what the hell he said? He said, do you think y'all deserve to win? I told him no. We, we had 20 points when we easily should have had 38. I didn't watch that game for y'all, so I, I can't speak on that one. 
I'm pissed off because of fantasy. I went and got Kittle. I got Mostert. I went and got the 49ers defense. <laughs> I basically got the 49ers, and it all came burning down on the first week. So I'm I'm salty yeah, about man. that. I, I would start them this week, the defense, because we got the Jets. Uh, I would definitely probably start Mostert. I don't know if I was like the receiver situation. I know we just signed Muhammad new. But I don't know if Brandon uh, Ayuk is going to be playing because Debo won't be back to like week five or six, possibly even longer than that. But uh, I would definitely start their defense and, and Mostert. See, the thing about Mostert, see, this is I'm in this group and see, they be pissing me off about certain players they're talking about. And I don't think Mostert is the is the, the, the uh, is the starting running back. Honestly, you won with the with the system that you had with Coleman as your back and you had Mostert coming in on third down plays while their defense is tied. That's why he got majority of his yard. That's Not fair. He was playing against a bomb defense like Green Bay. That's fair. That's fair. But I ain't, I ain't going to... Yeah, we, we, we're diving that though because yeah, I, I, I'm not going to let you off the hook about that, man. That's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, I ain't going to avoid your question, dog. Like, Wentz has got to go. That motherfucker's trash. Sorry for cussing, but bruh, after that, after that leg injury, granted he was having a hell of a season before he got hurt, but yeah. it's been downhill from there. Yeah, like some of them throws he made last week, dog. I'm sitting there like, dude, like, come on, bro, like you you should have some years under your belt. Like even if you ain't physically been out there, your quarterback IQ should be better than what you displaying out there. Right. You don't know how to manage the game yet, and this is what your right. fourth year. Like, yep. come on, bro. And then yeah, they when they let Foles go, dog, I was pissed off of that. I'm like, dog, Foles just won you a Super Bowl. Wentz got to earn his stripes again. That's like starting all the way over. Let, uh, they picked Jalen Hurts second round, I think. Let, yep. Let, let, uh, let Philly go two and six. Uh, not four and six. Two and three or two and four going into week seven. You gonna have to put him out there, dog. You gonna have to, bro. I'm sorry, but yeah, we lost to the Washington football team. <laughs> man, it looked like a off-brand bag of potatoes at Logo, dog. I'm like, man, what is going yeah. on, man? Yeah, seventeen yeah, nothing. Bro, I was sick. I was sick, dog. I'm sitting there looking. I was like, come on, man. Really? I was like, oh, man, we up 17 nothing. Uh, I was getting ready to talk, jump to my, my guy, Fred. Dog. He's on uh, Facebook. If you listen to this podcast, dog, I was ready with the memes and everything. And, man, I looked up again. <laughs> I was like, 24-17. I was like, I know you playing, dog. Yeah. I know you playing the Washington football yeah. team. Yeah. Look, you got me a lot of trolling because was on that quick. Oh, my God. You know what? Yeah. We cutting this. I would have got mad. Man, podcast over. <laughs> I'm shutting this shit I, off. I love me, man. We'll talk football. We can definitely talk football uh, after week two and then week three. 
I'll be going on uh, day shift because we got some stupid ass uh, safety weeks. So I got to go on day shift for four weeks. So I'll actually be able to watch the game uh, Sunday and Monday night and the Thursday night game as well. So we can definitely talk football these next two weeks. Cool. That'll work, man. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right. Yeah. No competition. I'm coasting.